You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the Wednesday of week three for your Eagles as they're getting ready to face the Detroit Lions at the Lynx Sunday afternoon. Got the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, joining me as he does every morning. Good morning, Merrill. Uh, you know, it's, it's a really important week for the Eagles. They don't want to lose two in a row. And after this game coming up against the Lions, it's a really quick turnaround for them. So what's their mindset right now, a couple of days out, a few days out from facing Detroit? Every game, every game is a, is a big game in the National Football League, and especially when you come off a loss and you have a home game against the Lions, and then uh, four days later you're in Green Bay, which is always a tough task. So it's a very, very important game, and they do have injuries that they have to deal with. And, and Merrill, you know, it, uh, there was a report that came out yesterday, and it is a report, so we got to take it for what it's worth. Nothing official from the team, but ESPN reported yesterday that Deshaun Jackson is expected to miss two weeks with an abdominal strain. So if, in fact, Deshaun does miss Sunday's game against the Lions and then four days later against the Packers, how do the Eagles handle this? It's a difficult thing to handle because he is such an important part of the offense. Let's face it, he turned the Washington game around with the the, the big plays that he makes. And there's nobody on that roster who can replace Deshaun Jackson and do the things that he can do. Now, it's not that they're without a speed receiver. They do have speed, but Deshaun Jackson is almost in a class by himself. But fortunately, they do have depth in that area. Certainly, Nelson Aguilar has great speed. Uh, They also have the depth. They have, hopefully, Alshon Jeffrey will be back. We'll see about that. And, of course, uh, they are always strong at that position. And they have have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. We saw a little bit of him, but he's a different kind of receiver. He's more of a possession type of receiver. And we saw Mac Hollins play an increased role the other night. So they have some depth at wide receiver, but nobody who can really do what Deshaun Jackson does. He has always been unique. And Merrill, I think one of the things that, that hurt the Eagles, at least in the first half the other night against the Falcons, was that losing Deshaun early, losing Alshon early, losing Goddard before the game, really hurt them in terms of their planning and preparation. It should help a little bit now that they at least have kind of a heads up that they may be missing guys against Detroit, no? Well, well you're right. You're right, because every adjustment they had to make was on the fly. It wasn't as as if they just lost one player. They lost three that they had to adjust around and have guys in different roles. So at least they have four or five days of practice before they have to meet the Lions, and, and they certainly can game plan around that. Uh, one official move that the Eagles did make yesterday was bringing up Alex Ellis from the practice squad, a tight end. Uh, and I, I don't know if that means that Goddard won't go on Sunday. We don't know that. Of course, Doug Peterson talks this morning, and, and he'll be asked for an update on all the injured guys. But what, what can you tell us about Alex Ellis? Well, Alex Ellis was a guy that they picked up uh, during the summer after training camp began, and he played a great deal in the final preseason game against the Jets. And he was very impressive. He's got good hands. He's big. And they can use him even if uh, in different variations of what they call the 12 formation with one back, two tight ends, and two wide receivers. Last week when Dallas Goddard wasn't able to play, they had to go with an offensive tackle 
more for blocking purposes than anything else, but uh, they did not actually have two pass-catching tight ends. Believe me, Alex Ellis is a guy who can catch a football and can be a productive player on offense. Who stands out to you in the Lions? The quarterback. The quarterback. You know, people talk about elite quarterbacks all the time. They they talk about Tom Brady and they talk about Aaron Rodgers and, of course, uh, the young Patrick Mahomes and all the things he can do and Drew Brees, and, uh, who's out now, and Roethlisberger's out now. But believe me, watch Matthew Stafford, and I've watched him a lot over the years. He is right there with the best in the National Football League as a pure passer. Plus, he's very, very tough. He's the kind of guy who can bring a team from behind. He's got a great arm. He takes hits. He's big. And he's one of the most accurate passers in the National Football League. He stands out. He's an exceptional player. And, Merrill, one thing I'm always going to ask you every week is a notable eagle and whoever they're playing games of the past. So this week, notable eagle lying games of the past. There are three games that stand out to me. The 95 wildcard playoff game, which the Eagles blew out the Lions, 58-37. The 2013 snowball, week 14 at the link, 34-20 Eagles. And then a bad one, the 2015 Thanksgiving game in Detroit, where the Eagles were, were no match and they lost 45-14. to what, what games stand out to you, Eagles-Lions of the past? Well, all three of them. All three of them stand out to me. Uh, I still have a picture of Shady McCoy leaping over the Lions in the snow in that, that famous snow game. So that would be one. You go back to that wild card playoff game, and what stands out to me about that game is that Lomas Brown, who was the all-pro tackle of the Lions' offensive tackle, had predicted a Lions win. And once the Eagles had that game in control, the entire crowd uh, started to chant at Veterans Stadium, Lomas, Lomas. And the big play right before halftime was Rodney Pete throwing a Hail Mary about 60 yards into the air. And an Eagle receiver who had been with the Jets before by the name of Rob Carpenter went up and snared it, and the Eagles just ran away from there. So uh, that certainly certainly uh, stands out in my mind. On the other hand, the one that still hurts was in Doug Peterson's first year. The Eagles had gotten off to a great start. They went to Detroit. They had a game where they could have won and a late fumble gave the, the Lions the ball back again, and they went down and won the game. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Because th- the Eagles were undefeated at that point. I think that, that was yes, their first— Yes, they were 3-0. Right, right, right. That was their, and that kind of set things off in a bad turn for them in that 2016 season. All right, Merrill, Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, talk today. Uh, we'll get your thoughts on that tomorrow. Thanks for the time, as always. Thanks, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news— you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.